Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. We should be straight into the show this week. There's no mucking about. And remember, when you're doing the editing of this show, pump up the volume. We Sorry? had complaints. Sorry, what did no you say? No one could hear us. Sorry, what was that, Ted? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said last week, um, who was it? It was um, Phil Hendy. He said um, he can't hear us in his car. And whenever there's any other, other podcasts on, um, it's perfectly good. So, it's your fault. Mea culpa. I explained in the group that as far as I understand it, there are basically three stages to recording. There's recording, editing and production. I think I'm decent enough at recording. I pride myself in my editing skills. I like to think I'm actually quite talented when it comes to editing. Sorry for swelling my own head there. But when it comes to production, which is preparing the finished recording and getting the volumes and the levelling correct and ready to put it out into the big wide world, mea culpa, I put my hands up and, and admit it's not my, my bag. So, yes, I'll pump the volume up. I'll turn it up to 11 yeah. this week and see what happens. Can you hear us, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what people say this week and see if that's made any difference or not and um, get yeah. some feedback on that. And, in and, the meantime, and as far as the past, I'd like to say I'm very sorry and I hope it gets better. <laughs> Stop shouting. Um, yes, we're on show 163. It's the end of May, the tail end of May, and I've got trains going by as usual. Um, and it's, uh, the, the, yes, the end of May, 163, and we are here back with you, myself and Aidan Bell. <laughs> I playing... see. Oh, you've bought yourself a sound effects generator. No, what? no, I haven't. I've been playing about with the, 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 the uh, stream deck. And there's... <laughs> There's all these sound effects you can download to use on it, so I thought I'd have a play. Oh, anyway. you've got to throw some. Oh, I enjoyed that, Ted. <laughs> throw some more in. <laughs> um, nothing like you do, though, in your edit, of course. Whateverworks.works is our website, and Whateverworks MeWe Group is where we rely on you good people to tell us whatever works in your lives so we can bring it to the show and make a show of it in the usual way. AidenBell.com is where you can book him up for your latest panto <laughs> or river cruise video. Um, and if you get lost with anything else, go to TedSalmon.com. Links there to everything else out. Oh, I, I changed my website this week. I put it under the umbrella of Google Sites instead of all independent and it's got a different look to it now so do have a look at that folks and let me know what you think i quite like the fact that it's under google's umbrella because everything i do is and i love google but that's enough of that for another show maybe if <laughs> i you didn't buy understand me a, coffee... a word of that but i'm glad you're happy Ted. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to buy me a coffee go to paypal.me forward slash ted salmon and i'd be very grateful for that if you want to help us get something um, stuff to review on the show then please do send me a um, Amazon gift voucher and I can turn that into stuff for me and Aidan um, you just need to send that to my email address which is well known right okay now um, I got nicked last night well actually I didn't what, what by the police yeah the police stopped me I was on my moped minding my own business oh. going down to get to going down to boots <clears throat> and they pulled me over blue lights the lot and I thought good grief what's going on here and um, turned out that I had a, um, a, a back tyre on my moped, which had um, gone, you know, w was not pumped up enough. And sure enough, when I went home... Sorry, can I just stop you there? How on earth did they tell that from a distance? I don't know. I suppose they're just Hawkeyes. Wow. They, they probably had nothing better to do. That's didn't impressive. They? Anyway, Sorry, go on. Um, so, in actual fact, they were quite right. When I went back and pumped it up, the difference was huge. The difference in handling, I felt higher up in the air on the bike. And they were absolutely right. And it's a, absolutely a fair cop. Um, and and just pay, made me realise I do need to keep keep an eye on these things. And the two guys were really really nice people. Um, we had a nice chat. No stupidness at all, or you know, yeah. um, trying to be funny like breathalysing me or anything like they could have done. Oh, gold um, star for the police this week. We yeah, can play I the jingle. So. <laughs> but on the back of this, what this bloke said to me was um, that I he said, "Have you got contact lenses in?" I said, "No." And he, and he said. 
well, you're supposed to be correcting your vision for driving. And so this this then started this conversation about my driving licence. So I showed him my card, and he showed me on the back, there's a 01 code. And the 01 code means that you are only allowed to drive if you have corrected vision. So I started thinking back about this, and I reckon that... Because I said to him that, that the optician had told me that even though I've not got perfect eyesight without glasses, I'm legal to drive. And he said, well, well, she should have told Swansea that and they should have changed your driving licence. But I'm thinking back, I think also to the fact when I had my cataracts done, that I should have done it then as well. I should have got the... Because the cataract bloke that did my eyes, he definitely, definitely told me back then, like 10 years ago, you don't need to, to use glasses driving. So everyone's told me I don't need to. But it's obviously something I... I, I think, or the optician or someone is supposed to say to Swansea and get it all verified that I don't need to. I don't know. Have you seen that code on your... I haven't, um, and I'm holding my <coughs> excuse me, my driving licence in my little hand as I speak to you, and I don't see an, an 01 code, did you call it? On the back <coughs> of your driving licence, where it's got um, your the car thingy, which is section... Which one is it? It's uh, A, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, B, B. B. C, B. C, B and C. Yeah, right. so on, <coughs> on column 12... The, the the third the oh third I see column. no I haven't got uh, there's no zero one there no uh, I I'm under buses I can drive everything on my I mean I can drive yeah, a yeah, ruddy train too. on this license yeah, by the way yeah. oh I've got one oh one whatever that means but you know the thing is thinking about it Ted when I passed my test and got my license my my eyesight was twenty twenty. Now I wear glasses. I don't actually wear distance glasses and I don't think I would need them for driving. I certainly don't wear glasses for driving and I'm fine driving. But I guess it's one of those things. The onus is on both the optician and indeed us to just keep an eye on our eyes and to inform Swansea if necessary, isn't it? I guess so, but I didn't know any of this. And, no. I, and he, he, he said, this copper said to me that it was... It, he he seemed to be suggesting it was the optician that should have told Swansea. I, I don't know. Anyway, I'm sure that um, you know you know who will inform us well about this. Uh, could it be, be <coughs> Chris Kelly? By any chance? Be it. Chris <laughs> Kelly will know. The, he will know all this inside out. So we're relying on you, Chris, to let us know what the situation is and what I have to do to get that organised. Um, so that I don't get pulled out. Anyway, as I say, they they were really nice to me, and they let me go on to get my medication at Boots before I went home and pumped it up. You know, it was it was not it wasn't silly. It was okay. Excellent. And while it's my show of yes. um, um, admissions and mea culpas, <laughs> I misunderstood at the beginning. This just shows the difference, Ted, between you and moped rider and me, a car driver. Um, yeah. When you said your tire was flat, I thought you meant the spare tire. <laughs> Which is why I ask you, how did the police know? Because... <laughs> Not the one that you were actually driving on. So I'll just shut up in future and let you get on with it. Those, were, were, those little, um, um, was it the, the the Italian scooters? They used to be able to carry a spare tyre, didn't they? They, 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 didn't, they had them on the kind of back or the yeah, side? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure yeah. I, I have a mental image of, of, of bikes with the tyre yeah. on the back. Yeah, and in the way that Jeeps have it sort of on display on the back, yeah. yes. Anyway, that's been that's been the highlight of my week. Apart from that, it's been quite boring. <laughs> oh, well, should we move on to some feedback from see how Good boring man. our listeners have felt this week was? Ian Chappell <laughs> certainly didn't have a boring week. He he said he wants to take exception to us. Oh, hello. I have to take exception, says Ian, to the negative remarks about dogs. Well, we, we were talking about dogs, weren't you? You were barking on about dogs, weren't you? Yeah, they're not they're called man's dogs. Yeah, the, and the noise outside. and the yeah. He says yeah. they're not called man's best friend for nothing. They're great mm. fun. They force you to go for walks, which, as you get older, becomes even more important. I can agree with that, Ian. And best of all, he says, only occasionally crap on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I do, however, sympathise. He says with the annoying barking, especially if the owners make no effort to shut their dogs up. Oh, I'll give you a bit of a follow up to that is that I've been sat here over the last two weeks monitoring that still and some some of these people you wish they wouldn't because they shout and shout and shout with their dogs <laughs> you hear is dogs ignore them so you've got the dog barking and the person shouting at yeah. the blooming dog as well I think it's the same as anything it's anything that we do in the public domain we have to do with respect to up towards you know it may not be having a dog it might be riding a noisy moped or having kids or listening to the radio <laughs> just do things yes. with you know with respect to other people 
Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Um, you know that backpack that I put on I the last do, show? yes. The I re- yes. Deuter? Deuter? Deuter. That's one of those. Frank Neidhart backs me up on this. He says, I can second the durability of this. My wife has had one of these backpacks for years now, and it still does the job perfectly. It's it, Two weeks later, it really is ever so good. Um, it's no wonder it was like over 100 quid for this thing, because it's so solid, and I've been using it every day since. It's great. I can't believe it was just hanging in the garage doing nothing for all that time. It's superb. You get what you pay for. Indeed. Which is why I took a chance. I'm, I'm going to... Uh, something I brought on to bring on to the show this week. I took a chance and I paid £12.93 pence to buy a desk lamp for my mother. Um, when we go out uh, occasionally... Hang on a minute. What's that? We're doing an LED lamp <laughs> on whatever works. <laughs> Good grief. An LED lamp. <laughs> Listen, when we go out, um, my mother has, has, has poor eyesight and has, has, has um, trouble with her vision at times. And when we're sitting in a pub or a restaurant or a theatre foyer or wherever it might be, and she wants to sit and do her crosswords while she's killing time, she often can't see well enough because the lighting in public places is often not very good. So I jumped onto our favourite website and I found a lovely little collapsible, it's called foldable, folding, LED, as you say, desk lamp, um, which is really cute. It's got a base, and about the same size as the base is the light, and in between base and light are two legs, a bit like the laptop thing you brought on the other week that's got these sort of... I don't know how you describe them, these legs that sort of lift. So basically... Concertina. Yeah, you can concertina it up and down. The top part has this lovely LED light. It's a touch switch. You touch it once the light comes on, you touch it once the light goes off. If you hold it down, then the light will increase or decrease, so you've got a dimming um, ability there. Mm. So, And it's really lovely, and it's solidly Made. When it arrived, I was very pleased. You know how, how much I, I enjoy having a product that feels hefty in your hand, that feels as if it's well made and solid and not going to fall apart if you should drop it. Um, and I'm really pleased with it. And indeed, lo and behold, I, I bought it in a hurry because we were going out. And the very next day when we went out, the first place we went to, I said to mum, oh, I'll just get the lamp out of the car. We popped it down on the table. I think we were in a pub. And she turned it on and she happily did her crosswords with this light. Um, it's chargeable. It's USB-C. Char- no, it's not. It's um, old. Sorry, no, I, I, sp- I spoke too soon. It's old fa- um, mini USB. Mini USB chargeable. Mm, micro. Micro. Is it micro? I never get- Mini is the old one that's bigger than micro. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's micro USB charging, but um, I can't vouch for how long it lasts because we've only had it for the week. And but she used it a couple of times on that trip, um, and, it, and I'm, I'm looking at it now, and it's still fine. So I guess I could turn it on and let it run down and see how long the battery lasts. But clearly, it's enough to take it out of the house and use it a couple of times before you bring it home and charge it again. And it's really lovely. Um, not much more to say than that. It's attractive too. When I, I commented to my mother, I said it actually looks the part. Don't get up and forget to take it with you when we go because it actually looks like it belongs here it's it's a quite an attractive little light and of course being folding you can just fold it up stick it in your bag or in the back of the car or whatever and troll it off to the next place very happy with that i think it's your duty to um charge it up fully and turn it on and see how long it lasts we'll expect that back on the next show that that. data i also i put in the show notes and didn't read it i mean it always amuses me when things have ridiculous titles and the title of this is Office portable light, reading lamps for bedside table, desk light, battery operated, table lamps for bedroom, touch battery lamps for desk accessories, home office accessories. One of those. There's a, fa- <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a family story we have in our family, which is about, uh, it's always laughed at at, um, uh, at gatherings about my dad when he went to an Indian restaurant and he couldn't see the the. The, um, he couldn't see the menu. Oh, at all, right. Yeah, well, there you go, you see. He needed an office portable light reading. He, yeah, one of them. <laughs> and he made such a fuss that these <laughs> these these poor Indian people who, you know, the Indian restaurants are kind of subdued lighting yes, often. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and maybe, uh, he just made a right old hoo-ha about it. So that's a story that's gone down in history. Maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe they don't want you to see the menu. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell him about your desk. Though, Mind you, like as that. much as I know about Indian food, I mean, you could just take a pin and sort of point at the menu randomly and you'd, you'd, you'd get what you get, wouldn't you? No, no, I disagree wholeheartedly. It is beautiful right. food. You must choose it very carefully. Anyway, go on. This, week, I, this week I had to, to try and cut me air again, which I do every ah, kind of yes, two, indeed. Cut, yes. Four, four weeks. And um, I decided that the one that I've had for like 10 years was never much cop, really. It was all right. It worked, but it was no, never great. 
Um, and so um, I started doing a bit of research on it. And all the research, as I was saying, was the reason that you're finding it that it's not great and the ones that the, they have in proper barber shops and things are brilliant is because they run on mains and they don't try and do it by battery. And so I followed this logic. I ordered one from... Um, Amazon, so I knew I could send it back. It was twenty seven ninety nine on a special deal, and it's made by this company, Wal, which is this American clipper yeah, company. Yeah, I've heard that name, yes. And it's called the <clears throat> Clip N Trim 2. Um, and it's so so i i think what it, it when you take it out of the packet it feels like the one that they have in a barber shop it you plug it into the mains and it starts humming like that one oh that, lovely you know, yes yes like, like you go to the barbers in the <clears throat> i remember that hum, and, yes yeah yeah um and so i think that you know I, I did my hair once with it and sure enough it cuts so much better so much cleaner and i do i mean i know that you've got you've got to oil the blades and i did that with the old one but it just wasn't up to the power the power thing just didn't happen and i still use my phillips one which i brought to the show yonks ago for my for my beard that's right yeah. but this on the top <clears throat> of my head this one is just really really powerful it's so impressive and yeah as i say you, you it's, it's like you know those films where you see army recruiting officers yes, on yes, yes. day one, the, 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 the poor victim yep, goes yep. and has their hair all shit. It's just like that. It's, <laughs> it's so impressive. And it, and it really didn't cost any more than you'd expect to pay for a battery one, which, uh, I, you know, in my experience now, there's no comparison at all. But you you brought one to the show a while ago, didn't I you? I brought one that I bought um, during lockdown, and I've just noticed it's now 36 quid. I paid 43 for mine, which was a yeah. hat, hat, Hattica, Hattica Professional Clippers, which we've spoken about on the show a couple of times because I brought it on to still using. Um, yeah, I mean, that one's been fine for me because... I've hardly got any hair to get rid of anyway. And the thing that impressed me so much is that I bought it during lockdown and haven't yet had to recharge it. And yet I've used it every yeah. three or four weeks since. Um, yeah, I remember you were, you were close to buying this one, weren't you? But then you've done your research and found out that you can yeah. get a lot more power if you plug it into the main. I just, I, yeah, on researching it, everyone just seemed to be saying that exactly what I've discovered now is that these battery ones are great and they're great for travelling, of course. Yes. And you've got to make sure that you're within a reach of a a, a, a socket for the, the the electric one to work. Um, so you've got and to, I presume you know, this make... does work on a bathroom socket. You, it's not a three pin. It's a thirteen amp yeah. socket. So oh, so you can't actually just wander into the bathroom and plug it into the two pin shaver socket. Well, if I had one, I couldn't know. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah so, so I suppose in your use case, it doesn't matter. But for someone like myself, if I went into a hotel room and couldn't plug it in, that would be an annoyance. Well, you can get a, you can, I'm sure you, you can get, get an adapter. adapter yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, it, um, the the point of the story is that I'm really, really impressed. I'm pleased. And it was only twenty seven ninety nine. I'm not sure what the real price is. Um, that's a, that's on... a good thing. Twenty seven quid. I mean, that's that's yeah. very good. And the only th the the if I'm going to nitpick, the only problem with it is that I want to do my hair on naught point. Um, five grey. Yes. And the shortest one that they supply with the thingy is is number one, so it's not it doesn't do it quite short enough for my liking. But uh, that, that's a. Oh right, my Hattica really has the has the things, and I, I again I don't go even down as far as that one. I think I do the um, I think I do the number one, but then right. it's got a turn dial on the thing itself, which has got the numbers yeah. ten, fifteen, yeah. twenty, or is it two point? Maybe it goes two point five two, one point five one, and then point five. So then it does go right the way down with the with just yeah. the thing itself. Indeed, so which is the same as my beard trimmer's got right, that as well. Right. The the Philips um, Series Seven Thousand. Anyway, links in the show notes to all of those options, and you can make your own minds up about what you would like to do if you want to crop your hair off. Thank you very much. I was desperately trying to make an off-the-top-of-my-head joke, but I couldn't get there. Um, Sandisk, uh, I bring you another USB stick, as if we haven't had enough on the show already. I'll keep this really quick. I had a USB stick on my key ring, um, and it was made by Ning Yang Po. You know, I mean, it was just some <laughs> awful Chinese rubbish that just didn't work. And you'd plug it in, and it would freeze, and it would be halfway through copying things, and then suddenly vanish. And yeah. I just got so sick of it. I actually literally tore it apart with my hands because I thought I don't want anybody giving you my data. <laughs> and I found I could. I mean, that was another thing. Without any tools involved, I was actually able to tear this thing into pieces with my bare hands. Yeah. So I jumped onto Amazon. Where else? And I bought myself a SanDisk 64 gig. 
dual. It's a dual. It's a type G. C and type A. And it's very sweet. It's if you picture a sort of little tube, a little sort of oblong tube, and the flash drive is inside. So you slide it to one side and the USB-C comes out. You slide it the other way and the USB-A comes out. Or if you stop it in the middle, they're both inside and nicely protected. Um, and it's great. And it's nice and fast. Um, it, it reads up to 150 megs per second. It's a USB 3, so it's nice and fast. It, it works. I've used it two or three times with no problems. I've also found it, you know, I, I, the other problem with the Ningyang Po one was that it didn't even like my phone. I plugged it into my phone and my phone didn't even recognize it. In this right. case, I can transfer data um, back and forth willingly and no problem with my phone. The, the only negative point that I have, which is really annoying, and I don't quite know how to deal with it yet. I don't know if there are pictures, if you can see on the on the Amazon uh, link that we've got in our notes. There are two little holes in it, which in it, which I believe are intended that you put a key ring through these holes because you can put it in one and out of the other. And then you can link it to your to your keyring. I'm just looking as I speak. Yes, you can see on about the fourth picture down, Ted, there's a picture of it plugged into a laptop and you can see these two little holes where you're supposed to put the ring. But you can't because it's absolutely flush, completely flat. There's no way of getting a keyring in there and out through the other hole. So at the moment, it's loose in my pocket, which is a bit of a negative because I'm sure at some point it will just quietly disappear of its own volition and I'll realise from one day to the next that I no longer own it. Yeah, that's really odd, isn't it? It's, a, it's an odd position, even if it was a keyring thing. Yes. Um, to, to put that on it the It is an odd position. Side. So I'm, I'm trying to think, and again, dear listener, if anyone can come up with any clever ideas, I'm thinking I'm going to have to have some fun with a bit of epoxy resin and a, and a keyring and somehow find a way of fi affixing this to my keyring. But there we are. Um, that's it. And apart yeah, from the fact that yeah. I can't fix it to anything, I'm very happy with it and I would recommend it. Very good. £12.42. £12.42. Another blooming train. £12.42. It was ten fifty when I bought it. You see, you've got to get yeah. in quick there. You certainly <laughs> have. Uh, right, what's next? Oh, yeah. Um, I got this phone in for review this week, yeah. which is the OnePlus Nord 2. And I went to Amazon because I didn't think there was a TPU coming with it um, from the person that was sending it over. Um, and I got just ordered this TPU case. And the only one available for this phone was this one with a lanyard. And it's a, a thick cord, nothing like your average glasses cord. This is a, a neck-hanging cord that goes into the TPU on, um, on both sides. So when you hang it down, it hangs down your front like... Um, oh, like an ID card, right. like a and, and, like a land and cable. I, yes, I, I I was expecting to to rip this thing off when it arrived and not use it, just use the TPU. But actually, I really like it. I thought, you know, I mean, I went down to Tesco with this phone dangling down inside my jacket, oh, but outside my shirt, and it was dangling down in front of me. And sure enough, you can just pick it up and use it um, on the fly almost. Only the same price as a kind of cheap TPU as well, and the core is really thick and solid, and I'm yeah, I was really impressed. I would call and this I... Station Master's phone. <laughs> it's lovely. Yeah. Or, or thespian with um, glasses. It's hanging really in yes, it is. It's Dame Edna's phone, isn't it? It's old yeah, school. Yeah. I like that very much, Ted. <laughs> It's, but I was just really surprised that I'd left it on, and it's still on now. And it's really interesting to have that hanging down. It, it, Mum is always complaining about the fact that, that ladies' clothes don't tend to have pockets. And so when she's um, out and about, she's got to make sure she wears something with pockets. Yes, yes. I don't, I don't know if your mum's the same. but um, and she, and around well, My mum wouldn't know uh, the phone from the kettle, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in terms of having pockets yeah. uh, in clothing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so mum, when she's around the house, if I phone her, she very often the phone is in another room. And the reason for that is because unlike men, she says, our trousers don't have pockets. Yes. So yes. You know, again, this would be a solution for her as well. Um, anyway, yeah, I was just really impressed and surprised. I'm very pleased. And as I say, I just like the I like the old school of it. I think that's very nice. Like a pocket watch <laughs> phone. You turn, you know, they talk yeah. about the evolution and how we're going backwards and forwards. Well, now we're returning to the pocket watch concept with our phones. I love it. 
The Dangler. You've been teasing me and I've been accepting the fact that I'm not a very good reviewer because I tend to sort of buy something and make it do what I want it to do and then forget about it. And I don't have that curiosity that you have so wonderfully of how do things work and, and what can we do with this and in what way is this better than that and the other. Once I get something doing what I want it to do, I set it up and forget all about it. Hang on a minute. You don't apply, apply that to your garden pond. Ah, you know, that's interesting because that's not tech, you see. That's just me going out there. But even then, even with the garden <laughs> pond, I have no idea what I'm doing. I never learned how to do something. I just say, oh, I think I'll just try putting this stone here and that water there and I'll put this plant there, but I don't know if it'll grow, but I'll find out. Anyway, what I'm working up to is that a friend of mine has lent me something which we talked about on the show. There goes the 12.58 to Brighton. Um, <laughs> it's so loud, isn't it? I do apologise, dear leader. But it makes it more like a, a stupid show it's than it is It's a already. live experience. Um, yeah, we talked about the Steam Deck pedal. Uh, Stream Deck is a, is a control panel that we've talked about on the show two or three times. Uh, we have a number of buttons that you can press and program to do all sorts of things to control your computer if you're too lazy to use the mouse. And they've brought out a, a foot pedal which I, uh, I think you spotted it first, Ted, and we brought it onto the show and we both agreed that at 70 quid it wasn't worth a punt. Well, a good friend of mine has lent me one for a short while so I've had one of these in the house and I have to say it ain't worth 70 quid. Um, I haven't had much time this week to play with it, but nor have I really had the, um, oh God, lust, as you'd say in German, the, the, the desire, the interest. Apathy has sort of set in. This is a foot pedal that basically you can set up in the same way that you can the Stream Deck to control your computer. It's got three pedals. There's a wide pedal and then one on either side. So you've actually got three foot pedals and they're basically switches. They're just on and off. So you can set them up uh, through the Stream Deck to perform multivarious functions on your computer. The first problem I found was a physical one, which is that for me they're the wrong way round. I'm used to, being a musician, I'm used to the pedal on a piano, uh, the pedal on an electric keyboard, also guitar pedals, where you lift your foot and you put your foot on the pedal and you press down your foot. So the pedal is sort of sticking out forwards towards you and you lift your foot and you press it. This foot pedal for the Stream Deck is designed more like a car pedal. So it's a sort of incline, like a hillside, that you rest your heel on the bottom of and your toe is on the top of the hill. And then when you want to depress it, you push your foot forwards as you would uh, the accelerator on a car. Now, that just isn't natural to me. So I don't know whether that I can really raise that as a bad point against Stream Deck. It may just be a different method of pedalology. But for me, it just didn't feel natural. I conquered it by turning the thing around and jumping on Amazon and getting a very, very thin USB because the USB port is, of course, right at the back in the middle of the middle pedal. But I managed to get a really thin one. So as you can see in the picture I've posted in our recording notes, Ted, perhaps you can put it on the web for the good folks at home to see what on earth I'm talking about. I've managed to turn the whole thing round so it is now a piano pedal where you lift your foot and you press down on it. But the second problem is I just don't want to. I've set this up to do things <laughs> in various programmes. I mean, I did some editing this morning in Premiere in which I had set this up to do a... I'd, I'd set it to move the timeline, nudge it to the right or the left according to the right and left pedals and I'd set save to the middle pedal because I'm paranoid when I'm editing and I like to keep saving. And I just kept forgetting. I, and then when I did remember, I thought, oh, I better look down and put my foot on this pedal then. I just, I don't know, the Stream Deck was a learning curve, but it was a small learning curve and it's become a very useful thing to have. And then there is the Loop Deck, which is a, a similar product, which you'll remember a friend of mine, um, I bought very cheaply from a friend and I'm now using that too. And again, I've gone through the learning curve and I find it very useful. I'm just not sure whether the learning curve of this Stream Deck pedal is even worth the time of day. It seems to me like a solution to a problem that didn't really exist. I think if you have a different use case, if you're a musician doing a gig and you're yes. triggering a laptop, then absolutely fantastic because your hands are full of guitars and mics and keyboards and you can just look down and click the foot pedal as you would a myriad different guitar pedals. But for the average PC user, I just don't think it's... I don't think it's worth seven quid, never mind 70. Not because it's a poor product. Again, 
Uh, it's a well-made product. It's hefty. It seems to it looks good and well-constructed. You can actually vary the um, pressure in the pedals. You can change the springs inside the pedals so that the depression can be light or heavy according to your likes. Uh, you can also change it in the software. So it's you know it's it's a well-made product and a well-thought-out product. I just think it's a bit pointless, really. I, th I think that you're being hard on it. I, I think that if I had that here, I would use it. And I think you should send it to me. <laughs> I'll talk to my friend and see how, when he wants yeah. it back. While you've still got it on loan, I'll, I'll use the rest of your... Because I think I would use it. And talking about learning curves, I think that the learning curve of the Stream Deck, which is in front of me now... Yeah is incredibly long-winded. Really? My, my, my brain still... How long have I had this Stream Deck? About six months? Uh, no, more than that. Probably a year. And my brain still goes to the mouse okay. to open up Chrome or whatever. And I have to think to myself, no, use the Stream yeah. Deck. No and I think that the learning curve on, on those kind of um, actions are, are significant. Also, if you also use a laptop like I do, you need to go back to the old way of using that while you're doing the laptop. Then you go back to your main computer and you've got to re-remember yes, about yes. Stream Deck. So I think personally, I would also use it the right way around. I wouldn't have a problem with that. And and I think that I would use it. I'd have I, I probably wouldn't use it like a musician would with hundreds of different options. I would have two or three basic functions on it, like open Chrome or shut down computer. Yes. And I would use them, you know. Uh, oh, don't a, have a shut down computer. Kind of if you set. accidentally stood on it, you would not be happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, if he's willing to lend it, yeah, out I'll, for a I'll while have a word because also I yeah. think I think learning curve is is increased or decreased according to interest, and I think because I'm yes. poo-pooing it, yeah. of course I don't yeah. have the impulse to try and go through the learning curve. Indeed. Um, so you will not be still using it for very oh, long. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> still using and still using. <laughs> oh dear, we never laughed, don't oh, we? I know. Oh, do you remember those plastic pots that I got? Twenty-five plastic pots from Amazon for like next to nothing. I think they they work out at about fifty p each. <laughs> Should be selling um, Tupperware. But... You should be ringing on people's doorbells and selling them plastic pots. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was whatever works one two four in November twenty twenty, and they're still going strong. Really, really good little pots, and I can't believe how they're so well sealed. You, you put the lid on them and just turn them upside down with soup in it, fluid, water, whatever. Turn it upside down, and nothing comes out. They're so well sealed, and they're fifty p each. You get a, a pack of twenty five for about twelve quid, and um, it, they just work brilliantly well. The the only nitpick with it is um about um microwave use so we have bowed some of the oh, lids okay by putting them in the microwave and they, they get they obviously have got too hot right um but having said that even the bowed lids still seal properly <laughs> they just look a bit wonky yeah. um but yeah they're really really good i would re thoroughly recommend them um and th those 25 all of them are still in use we've not ch had to chuck any away or anything and they're really really good there you go. I love them. I mean, they they tap into my and your, I believe, you know, fetish for boxes and containers. I mean, we've talked about you know pelly cases with foam and and they this sort of fits in that mold, doesn't it? Of things for putting yeah. other things into and storing them. Do you remember during lockdown, I got obsessed with the garage and storage containers and shelves and goodness knows what. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, this this <laughs> plays into that well. Indeed. Nice. So there you go. Link in the show notes. Um, go and buy some. Recommended. John Love is still using his Samsung Express M2026W monochrome laser printer. I used yeah. to have a laser printer. Wow. After one too many terrible inkjet printers, says John, that would always stop working just when you needed to print something important, I decided to opt for a laser printer. Typically, these are more expensive, but I managed to get this one in March 2018 for just 64 four pounds. I opted mm. for monochrome as I rarely need colour. Well, yeah, if you don't need colour, because I mean all that powder to have to change. It is a really nice compact unit that puts through about 20 sheets per minute. Perfect for what I need. Since I've bought two cheap aftermarket toner cartridges and they work like a dream and they cost a fraction of the originals. Four years on, it's still doing very well and I don't recall a time that it has complained or stopped working. 
Yeah, as I say, I used to have a laser printer and they are great. I mean, I had trouble with mine. I'm, I think I've probably bought a cheapo one and it, it, I did have issues with it. But I, I can certainly agree that when they're working, it's like having a photocopier at home. It's great fun. So, um, yeah. yeah, well done, John. I mean, what, 18, what's that, three years? I switched over to, um, when I was in Singleton, I switched over to laser printers. And the only trouble is that they're mono, um, as he says. But uh, So we couldn't really do colour, but they're just so much better. They're so much more reliable and they're so much um, more... Um, or more um, <laughs> than pentinculant, and okay. <laughs> they're just really, really good. And the the, the laser, um, what are they called the um, the toner, just seems to last forever. Whereas the other one, yes, and the, also the when the toner starts to go, crap. you just take it out and do a bit of a shaky, shaky conga with it and put it back in, and it works again for another year. They're, they're really good. We we at work when I was last at work, we had a laser big 16,000 pound commercial oh, wow. color one and that was just gorgeous but yeah even on the desk at home we have mum's still got one she's got this um brother version oh yes and yes I, I i completely agree with john they're, they're just so much better as long as you don't want color because then it starts to get silly expensive with laser yeah that was i think the mistake i made indeed right, time for another jingle oh and by the way yes i know it was four years not three i can't do maths either <laughs> Go on then, what are you shouting out again for this time, Jade? I'm, I'm going to give a shout out to the IKEA under a fiver page oh, again. Yes, yes, There's yes. There's 832 yes. items <laughs> via the link in our show notes. And, um, you know, I, I know you've got to pay £4 for delivery, but if you make it up to enough stuff and, and share the cost with your neighbours or something, there's so much stuff in there. I, I've just picked out a few highlights. An 18-piece child's cutlery set, £1.50. A five-piece hanging kitchen utensil set, £3.50. Hanging clothes dryer, £3.50. LCD alarm clock, £1.50. The stuff is just so cheap. Have you had a look lately? I have, and the thing is, the thing that I love about this is if we were talking about this as, I don't know, something we'd found on eBay or AliExpress, of course we would be going, yeah, yeah, they're all going to be crap. But the thing <laughs> is, with IKEA, you know that even if it's not the best, it's going to be at least worth buying, isn't it? So we'll, it, we'll, have, we'll have we'll have letters from Robert from Robert McCrow. <laughs> It's just, it's scary. AliExpress is not crap. I, I mean, I had a quick look. And I mean, across just the first couple of pages, I found resealable bags, 50 for £3. I'm always getting through those. Anti-slip underlay, the kind of stuff you can put in drawers and such, for £3. A plastic one-litre measuring jug, a pound. I mean, I've seen those in Tesco for about three quid. Bottle yeah. with a stopper. You know, when you go to a restaurant and they're trendy and they serve you the water in a, in a, in a wine bottle, but with a funny sort of stopper on the top that you sort oh, of yeah. pop off. Two pounds for one of those. Yeah, wow. so many fabulous things. Yes, 832 items. 832. I mean, There's so much in there. It's page after page after page. The thing is, everything... it's dangerous, isn't it? Because if you really decided, OK, I think I'll buy a couple of things, you're easily going to spend 30 quid and get free postage, yeah. aren't you? <laughs> yeah, you, you are. Um, but but it's just, you just, people, you just have to go and look at this page. It's just amazing. And it just, the, the stuff looks good as well. It's not like it's crappy nothing stuff it's actually very nice uh, that was my point yeah i mean you're not going to get quality product in inverted commas of course you're not for two or three pounds but you're going to get stuff that at least is going to do what it says on the tin and work for a while and it, wow yeah what's not to love yeah. and, and and knives that won't cut your fingers talking of which <laughs> oh you've been working on your links this week Ted. what would you do if you cut your finger with a knife i would apply a plaster now um, the plasters that i like to have are not these horrible kind of plasticky horrible like those blue um, commercial ones but the the fabric ones i know they're not very trendy um the fabric ones because they harbor germs and all that but i i much prefer them and you can buy you can buy any more fares um, <laughs> fair off are they is the window open the window shut as well i mean I, what more can you do i suppose i could um put eggshells all around no them. as you say it's all part of the fun Ted. um where was i uh, uh, you, uh, cloth bandages yeah, jokes, so but you don't you care. can get this roll them. for two pounds 69 you can get one liter sorry one meter of this um ad adhesive plaster nice. and then you cut it to length it's a great idea and you can have as little or as much of it as you want and um apply it in the in the appropriate way and i just i don't know i don't know what you think but i just see there's something much nicer 
better about the fabric plant. Again, I think it's... I know they get soaking wet when you want to do the washing up. I get that. But even so, I don't care. It's old school. I think, again, it's it's what we were brought up with and it's old school. And I also noticed that here on Amazon you can get them in different sizes. So you yeah. different shapes. I think this is fabulous, Ted. I shall very likely be ordering some myself. Thank you. Indeed. Good shout. I want one. I want one. I want one. I want one of those. Right, you've done a lot. I'm going to tell you what I want first. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up at the back there. Sorry. I want a plaintags.com plain tag. I've discovered a website. In fact, I blame the friend who'd lent me the foot pedal because he put me onto it. It says on the website, we salvage old aeroplanes and turn them into versatile and practical memento. Plane tags are resurrected from the skin of retired aircraft just east of LAX airport in Torrance, CA, California. We take old aircraft and give them a second life. This is our opportunity to create something new by honouring the old. What they do is if you give them 30, it's between about 30 and 50 US dollars, you will get... It's basically a luggage tag. It's a little luggage tag. It's about the size of a luggage tag, as you know, you can picture that. Oblong shaped, but it's made from the very skin of a plane. And if you are a plane (laughs) geek like me, that's exciting. Imagine offering Steve Litchfield such a thing that was made from the side of a railway train. That sort of excitement. (laughs) I would love to have one of these. I would love to have it because I, I mean, I've been lucky enough to have flown on 747 a few times and it's not possible anymore. And I think they were fantastic and I'd love to have one of these. Uh, You just use it as a tag. I believe you can also, uh, for a few more US dollars, I didn't dare look, you can actually, um, what's the word, personalise it. You can put your name and address on the back so it really does become a practical luggage tag. And I'd just love to have this made of the skin of an aeroplane. What's not to love, eh? Yeah, yeah, I agree. That looks really nice. Does that satisfy your geekism or are you not interested Um, in that sort of thing? Satisfy what? Your geekism. (laughs) I, I, I haven't got the same desire as you to um, have a, a thing made out of a skin of an aeroplane, but um, it, it's just nice, isn't it? It's just a nice little gadgety, fidgety thing, which um, would have some use, but it's, it, it, is, it is expensive. I can, I can smell a link coming. I'm sorry, dear listener. I know why he used that word and I know what's coming. Go on then, move on. <laughs> no, no, I want to dwell a little longer on your tag. Okay. Because... Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's uh, yeah. If if it, the only danger is that they're 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 pulling your leg. Oh, I it's s- not it's not really. It's just they're telling you that it's part of an aircraft. But I mean, who's going to actually prove that? I would imagine, especially coming from America, that they'd be in deep doo doo if they did that. Because these no. days, with 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 sellers' rights and all the rest of it, I don't think they would take that risk. But on the other hand, I mean, it's all just tokenistic ceremony isn't it I mean it doesn't really matter whether it was made from somebody's shed down the road as long as you don't actually know that as long as you think it was made from an aeroplane yes <laughs> that's true enough I suppose what the eye doesn't the, what the eye doesn't see the chef gets away absolutely. with absolutely there it is oh dear but as you say something very nice to fidget with and just to have fun with the link with the fidget toy. I'm going to put it on a plate we, for you there, Ted. We, we, thank you so much. We did we did fidget toys a while ago with who was it? Was it Danny Hoy? It was ages ago. We were talking about fidget toys, and one of our listeners, I think it was Danny, was really into these. Right. And I found another one, and this is the the nice thing about this one is that it's made of titanium and it's got magnets oh. in it. And so you, it's like a little tube thingy, um, and you put these three up to three thingies inside it, which were magnetized, and then you can slide them around inside. It doesn't do anything. That's it. You just put it in your pocket or on your key ring or whatever, and then you just fiddle with it, and you move the little magnets up and down. If you want to have just one magnet in there, you can, and it moves further. Two in there, and they don't move so far. Three in there, and they don't move at all. That'd be a bit pointless, wouldn't it? <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> this is thirty quid from um uh, it's on a it's on a um kickstarter campaign but it's it, it's really good and also you can um be supporting a company in kiev oh, Ka- that's sorry good, yes Ka- 
like Kyiv yes, yes. in the Ukraine um, because it's, the company is based there apparently. So yeah, it just oh, looks well, like a nice Now you've done it. Now I'm going to have to buy one. I mean, I was about to curse you for bringing this on, <laughs> and now you've mentioned Ukraine. I think I'm going to have to support it. I like the idea that you could actually use it to wean yourself off fidgeting by going from one to two to three until eventually you can't move it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear. Yeah. Are you still using oh, the, the Xiaomi Ted, one? I found recently the Xiaomi one that... Oh, I think I just said the word right for the first time in the history <laughs> of whatever works. <laughs> anyway, this if people remember, this Xiaomi thing is a sort... It's, um, it's eight cubes that sort of are attached in such a clever way that you can spin them round and move them up. And, and they, I don't know, you can just change the shape and positioning of these cubes and, and play them through your fingers. And I have found that if you do that constantly, day in, day out, while you're sat at your computer, they start to get greasy and, and nasty and your fingers get greasy and nasty too. So every so often I have to wash them in hot soapy water. So that's a downside. The other downside is that I... I do a lot of voice messages to people and I've actually had people say to me, when you were doing your voice message, there was a funny clicking sound in the background. What was it? Because what happens is I send people messages and you hear this in the background while I'm leaving the message because it's noisy. Uh. So actually, a good <laughs> bonus for this Ukrainian one you found would be if it was silent. Um, yeah, I, as I said, as I think yeah. I said to you off air before we started, Ted, I'm a 19 year old trapped in a 58 year old's body. I was never <laughs> diagnosed with ADHD, but I'm sure I had it. I have to be doing something all the time, even while I'm sat here recording this podcast for you, which is one of the joys of my week. I love doing this. I still have to be sat here fiddling with something, doing something with my hands. So I'm a sucker for these and I'm probably going to buy one of these sliders you found. Yeah, um, I guess so. Um, I, it, it's just that uh, they, they, well, for, for most people, like, well, I suppose for people like me, they have a, they have a shelf life. Like the, these Xiaomi thingies, I'm looking around here to try and see where it's gone because um, it, it's not here. And I can't remember the last time I fiddled with it. Unlike you, who just does it, makes really good use of that. I forget about it, and then I might rediscover it after a few months. And if I yeah. fiddle for a day, and then it just gets lost again. Yeah. Um, but, oh, but yeah. I th yeah, don't you? Th I mean, I'm sure, Ted, that both your and my lives are full of the detritus of doing whatever works for the last three or four years. <laughs> Items and <laughs> things all over the place that we've bought and forgotten about. And that's why still using is such a nice feature because it's what did we not waste our money on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Um, luggage tags made out of planes and fidget toys. <laughs> a nice little round down, wasn't it? It was a very nice round down. So what are we now rounding all the way down into the bottom of Room 101 then? This is um, Room 101 and John Love on unsubscribing to email list confirmation <laughs> Oh, there's emails. a can of worms. So the, the, I, I completely get what he's saying here, is that if you click on an unsubscribe to email thingy, they send you an email to confirm that you've unsubscribed from yeah. the email. And they know and you exist. By, yeah, and by doing it, you, yeah. you are effectively saying, I don't want the emails from you. And they send you another one. Yes. And uh, hopefully after that, they won't send any more. And in my experience, they don't. But it's I do get that with John. It is very, very annoying. And also, with websites, it says John, um, they have countless pop-ups and surveys. You know those websites where you have to click about 27 pop-ups before you can get to the content? Oh, yes, yes. And then when you get to the page, you get to another one. Usually a survey about how you rate their Popsy website. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I know cookie consent pop-ups pop are required. Um, as John, but at the, at the live event, special offers, latest blog posts, newsletters, discount codes, and ah, I just leave the website by that point, says John. Sadly, some of the biggest websites are the worst offenders. I do, I just give a shout out here to this blocker that I use, which is called uBlock Origin, which seems to be um, quite a common one that, that various people use, at least for Chrome. Don't know about other platforms. And that actually worked really well. And we had a, a short discussion about that on the site. Um, I'm oh, sorry, on the on the MeWe group, on the group yeah, after yeah. John had put this up there. Um, and there are various blockers that do partially good jobs. Um, you block Origin seems to be quite a good one. 
Um, what is your opinion? My opinion is you can't buy a litre of milk these days without getting an email a week later saying, how was your experience buying the milk? Yeah, yeah you can't fart without some website <laughs> wanting you to rate your experience. I just, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I hate it. I really, I mean, the more... The more prevalent the whole world of computing and phones and media and social media envelops me, the more I just want to scream from a hillside and go and live on a desert island. There, that's yeah. what I think. With your plane tag. <laughs> With my plane tag, yes. The last thing I want to put into Room 101 for this show is people who park in motorbike bays in tesco's or anywhere else really yes um so in tesco i was having this conversation with roger north in mewe today and we think probably because it's on tesco's land there's not much you can do at it legally but i took a photograph of it and put it on mewe this offender who had just parked right across the and if i'd parked my moped on the only bit of space that was left they wouldn't have been able to get into their into their car because my bike would have been in the way of their yes, door yes and then you would have risked having that a bike damage yeah, yeah yeah exactly and so I, anyway i went to the um i parked my bike in another place which i'm not supposed to do because uh, i didn't want to take up a full car bag. yes and i went to the lady um a tesco um uniformed lady and, and told her i said look i can't park there i'm parking there really sorry and she raised her eyes to the ceiling and kind of shrugged and Oh, right, you know, and nothing, no, I, I, I suppose you can argue, well, what can they do, really? You can't confront people because you end up in a punch-up, yes, don't you? Yeah, I've had this, I've had this at my Tesco with um, disabled places. Because when right. I go there with my mother, we legitimately use a disabled space. So yeah. I'm aware that many, many people who have absolutely no right to use them are using them. And I've gone in a couple of times. And again, I haven't quite had the eyes to the ceiling that you've had. But I've had people saying, well, we're sorry, we can't police it. We, you know, we appreciate the problem, but there's not much we can do, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think they should hire teenagers with Stanley knives to just cut people's tires. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, Roger um, also suggested that I send the photo to the council. But I, I think because it's on Tesco's land, they won't be interested. But certainly if that was on a public um, place, they, they might be. So that's another option. Anyway, let's stop moaning. I have, have, well, actually, favorite... I have another one. I'm this. Look, stop mo no, 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 walking all you, over you, my you, links, will you? You've sparked. No, you know, I'm going to just as you stayed with plane tags. I want to stay with this because I want to tell a quick story that happened very recently to me on our estate. I'll keep it very brief. I was driving on the estate and a mad woman came the other way and was passing the school, literally passing the school. As we passed the school, this lunatic woman flew by me in the other lane, squeezed past, practically took off my wing mirror as she went. I stopped and composed myself and went home and then remembered that I got the dash cam. I got the dash cam footage. I found her on it. I prepared the footage. I sent it to the police. I made a complaint. The police wrote back and said, we can only take this further if you're prepared to say you'll, you'll go to court if necessary. And I wrote back saying, no, I don't want to take the woman to court. I just want to tell you so you can slap her wrists. And they said, oh, we can't do that. Unless you're prepared to go to court, we can't take it any further. Yeah, so what's the point, really? So I just said, no, well, then forget it. And that's ridiculous because this woman could have killed a child today. But if you don't care, you know. So there you are. Yeah. But it'll be your word against hers. Yeah, but unless, the, you can, unless you can find other witnesses. Well, I mean, I've got the video. The video was a witness. I mean, I have a video of her driving ridiculously fast past yeah, my car. Yeah, but the, they might say you've doctored it. Yeah. But, we know how good you are at editing things. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> right, now. Anyway, you're going to keep stamping all over my No, no, links. slinky link time. Off you go. Right. Enough moaning. I'll, I'll start again. <laughs> Enough moaning about things. Let's have our favourite moment of the show. Now, I promise I didn't just do this to play the jingle. I've got a good one this week. Now, listen, this is nothing to do with COVID, I promise you. I want to give a gold star to the NHS. Why? Yeah. Well, last week I had a heart scare. I'm absolutely really? fine, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm fit really? as a fiddle and I believe it was a complete false alarm. However, I woke up at 6.30 in the morning with a blinding pain in my chest as if an elephant was sitting on me oh, I, I lay there with it for about an hour, got concerned, phoned 111, 111, as soon as I said chest pain, tightness, elephant on my chest, they sent an ambulance 
And they took my ECG and they said, yes, your ECG is slightly off. We're going to send you to hospital. And they took me to hospital. And I spent the entire day. I got home at 6.30 in the evening, having finally seen a doctor. And I'd had blood tests and chest X-rays and ECGs and the works. Uh, The end of the story is there might be something. I don't believe it was heart. I think it wasn't heart. And I think I'm fine. I think it was probably something that had happened through my training or through running around building the pond without concentrating properly. I don't know what. Um, However, I want to put the shout out just to say, as people do from time to time, I'm glad to say the NHS are amazing. The dignity and the kindness and the attention and the care, starting with the two gentlemen who were the ambulance people who came in the morning, through the nurses who looked after me at the hospital, who realised I'd been sat there for hours and came up and said, would you like a sandwich? Can I bring you a cup of coffee? Are you all right? The doctor himself, who finally saw me at the end of his busy day. It was just, it just makes what can be a horrible experience so much better. Um, Gold star to the NHS. That's all I have to say. I know that other people will report contradictory experiences and I don't deny that. And I'm sure that there will be rotten apples in any barrel. But I'm glad to say I had all the good apples and I'm very grateful. Yeah, one of the um, problem areas seems to be with staffing on wards, from what I understand. Yeah. Where, you know, people are not even, you know, people that are, are having trouble fee- feeding themselves don't get assistance with that. Yes. And the, 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 the nursing assistants haven't got time. There's not enough staff to yes. do that thing. And that seems to be where people's focus on with um, problems with the NHS, apart from the, as you say, the COVID thing, and people sit in, in ambulances for 12 hours. But yes. laying that aside yeah um but yeah i i I totally agree with you whenever i've had stuff to do with the nhs um it's always been a really positive experience it's a a good thing which many countries of the world look on us and are very jealous about there we are and we got to play the jingle so what's not last one of (laughs) yes my gold star goes to evercade which i will focus in more on on the um tech addicts podcast at the weekend but um Evercade handheld games console. I bought one of these um, a few months back and um, it was uh, for reviewing purposes. It's not expensive, but it was it, something went wrong with the screen and they had a, a line across the LCD. Anyway, so Gareth said I should um, email them, which I did, and sent them a photograph of it and the proof of purchase and whatever. Anyway, they not only did they send me a brand new one without wanting the old one back, a bit like your Amazon thing, um, they they the whole premium pack arrived as well. So they, they could have just sent me a replacement um, unit, but no, the whole pack that I originally bought with the three games packs in it and the whole thing, complete new. So I've got now two copies of three games that I don't need. But, uh, you know, the point is that they were really good email um communication with them was excellent throughout and there was no question and i i just like to mark it up on as many podcasts as i can that the evercade after sales service is really good isn't it nice i think it's what a lot of companies don't realize <coughs> planet computers <coughs> that um <laughs> if you look after your customers they will look after you so yeah very good. You've just reminded I me. I want to tell another story. I've just reminded, reminded a friend of mine told yeah. me this yesterday, which I think is fabulous. He bought tickets to see a London musical before COVID. And he bought the tickets and the tickets arrived. And then a little while later, as can occasionally happen, they upgraded. They sent him the tickets and they said, um, we've moved you. You're no longer sitting in the whatever row. You've been moved to the front, you know, more expensive seats and have it on us. So he was very happy. Then COVID came. And the shows all came off, as you know. Nothing happened during COVID, during lockdown. And they refunded him for the expensive seats. (laughs) Result. He said, I got paid to stay away. (laughs) Uh, That's brilliant. Great so story. I suppose that's a gold, an inadvertent gold star for them. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the same as my Evercade, really, isn't it? It's exactly the same principle. The same they, principle, yeah. Yeah, they, they wouldn't have had to send me the whole pack, but they did. No, but Evercade yeah. were looking after you, but this company obviously just made a bit of a boo-boo, and because they'd upgraded him, they didn't realise, and then they refunded him the upgrade. <laughs> Very good. Nice stuff. We're over oh, the hour, dear. young there we man. Go. Yes. Oh, right. Okay. Shall we call an end to it um, at this stage? End to it. End to or it. Or should we talk about something it. else? Let's talk about who, what can we complain about? No, let's yes. not. Yes. Well, you can complain. We're going over <laughs> the hour. 
Whateverworks.works is our yes. website. Links to all the stuff we're gonna we've been talking about today will be there. Aidenbell.com for Aiden. Tedsalmon.com for me is where you'll find links to all the audio podcasts and all the MeWe groups. So do come and join us in whatever group you fancy. And we'll be back in two weeks' time, will we not? Um, as long as you haven't stayed out of hospital and <laughs> not had another scare. Yes. I didn't know anything about that, dear listener. Um, that's the first time I knew. Oh, well, never mind. Glad you survived. Some of us read the recording notes before we start. <clears throat> Perhaps you, um, you had indigestion or something. Something simple. Yeah, no, I, I think I'd, I think what it was, was I, I think it was something that came from my training. I've talked to the, my friend who trains me and we're trying to work out what it was. Some machine or other, you know, they, I mean, there are DOMS, delayed onset muscle strain, I think it is, which everybody gets from training. But obviously, if I did something wrong, if I, if I twisted or pulled or contorted something that I shouldn't have done, I think that just turned into a tight chest pain. Um, and there we are. And the, uh, and the message is, loaf around and do nothing. And th- that's the thrill, yeah, unless you want a free day in hospital, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, glad you're okay. We'll be back oh, in two you. weeks' time. One more thing to say. Don't forget, what whatever works, works. works.